Ahoy and welcome to the Mojo Podcast, part of Mike's Open Journal. Here we're going to be talking about mental health and that includes all things illness, wellness, stigma and support and most importantly some of your very own personal stories. We're going to be covering projects, campaigns, starting conversations and mentioning some of those tools that have supported your well-being. I want to say thanks for being part of the podcast, whether that's as a guest, as a listener, hopefully as a subscriber. I'm Mike, and while I'm being mindfully mindless, hopefully myself and my amazing guests will be able to show you that you're not alone out there. Thank you for being part of the Mojo Podcast. These are real people, they do have struggles. And it starts to get on my nerves, I just shut down. So many people suffer from mental illness. To get the word out that men have got to start talking. So I told everything and her face dropped. A lot of people don't understand the depth of the situation, so they can't appreciate, yeah. It's difficult dealing with our minds, and the suicidal thoughts were back. People knew that there was something not right, but they just never really said anything or probably felt like it wasn't their place to say anything. You're not depressed, it's, it's all in your head. That's probably the statement I've had people say the most. I mean, this, this, this shit is real and it's hard, it's exhausting. I don't think people realise how helpful that one conversation can be just to figure out why you are feeling the way you are. Not only did this help me to like it, Mm. it potentially might have helped some other people as well. So it sort of started from there. So many people think they're alone. And then you hear other people talk about it and they think, oh, that's, you know, that's so brave or I could relate to that. Um, And then they want to talk about it. episode 167 of the Mojo podcast. Uh, it's not mine. Uh, this week uh, the guest is me. Uh, it's Laura back again. Um, I've kicked him out of the room because he let me do his introduction, which is brave, I think. And there's me and Marmalade the cat. He's not going to say me out. Um, I hope you enjoy listening. We talk about Christmas, New Year, all things exciting and interesting. Enjoy. So yeah, we're going to talk about Christmas, and it means different things to both of us. And I think there are uh, different things that we enjoy, uh, and maybe don't enjoy as much. And I th- think the last, the last two years. Um, Hang on, was this us starting? Yeah. <laughs> well, some somewhere in there we start. <laughs> The last, Hi, listeners. The last two How years. are you? <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> Welcome. You know, you could just talk to them nicely. Oh. Yeah. The last two years, <laughs> I've done um, a podcast episode with Matt and Wes, and we've spoken about, like, in the lead-up to Christmas and the holidays and <clears throat> um, that being like, difficult for us. But we've kind of done it a bit more like in the lead up to and the build up to Christmas. Mm. Um, and I think it'd be interesting for us, having just had Christmas, yes. to sort of look back at it a little bit more. Mm. Um, and this has been a very different Christmas for both of us as well. Mm. Um, how has it been 
for you this year? It's been all right. I would say I freaking love Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> it's my favourite time of the year. It would be quite hard. Uh, the build-up is quite long because, um, for those of you who listened last time, who obviously asked to have me back, <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm, a, I, I'm a primary school teacher and I teach reception. So the magic of Christmas is very much there. And they very much start it beginning of November. We start learning the nativity. So build up for Christmas is quite a long one. And um, it's, I love it. Christmas Eve and Boxing Day are my favourite days. Not Christmas Day. <laughs> <laughs> I love Christmas Eve because it's still the anticipation and the excitement and preparing. And I love Boxing Day because the stress is over, the expectations are over, and you can just do what you want on Boxing Day. It's quite nice. But yeah, this Christmas was different. I didn't see my family on Christmas Day for the first time. That was really tricky. Mm. Um, we saw your your some of your family, which is yeah. very nice. Yeah. But it's not the same because you know it's, it's different. Yeah. Um, it was not worse, it was just different. Um, but I really love Christmas and I don't struggle with it at all, apart from the idea of missing my family. So it's been quite uh, challenging to know where your Christmas boundaries are. Mm, mm. <laughs> um, like, well, we had a conversation, I didn't put up as many decorations as I would have liked to because I know that that wouldn't have been appropriate. Maybe you would have found that more difficult, so I wasn't going to do that, even though I missed out on decorating the house a bit more. But, you know, we compromise and talk about it. And But that was interesting. But um, navigating Christmas with someone who doesn't like Christmas. Yeah, I suppose, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know that it's... I don't like Christmas. Um... It's just, it's a difficult time and I think it's, uh, it's maybe not enjoying it or liking it as much as most people. Um, and <clears throat> I think, like you say, we had that conversation a couple of, well, a few days ago, probably weeks ago now, um, yeah. about, the decoration, ago. <laughs> about the decoration. A few days ago was Christmas. <laughs> time um about the decorations and i think it is that side of um having having that bit of a balance and that understanding and um i think it's probably going to be something i feel like i'm going to carry on struggling with for a period of time but at the moment it feels like that's starting to change a bit more and we had more decorations this year than I had last year. I mean, last year I probably had like two. You um, didn't have a tree. <laughs> so <laughs> I think it's it's having that scale. Um, and I think our, not just our conversation then, but I guess our conversations through the year about Christmas and um, about different times, I think has been really important and helped create that kind of understanding that 
um, you were kind of aware of uh, maybe not putting up everything that you wanted to um, and also me knowing that you want to put up more and having that kind of understanding and that um, conversation and I think we have um, also I don't know whether you necessarily planned it this way or not but we have kept quite minimal decorations upstairs I think we've got like a Christmas light in the bedroom and that's it really mm. um, so it hasn't there have been spaces where if I'd wanted them I could go into and it's not necessarily Christmassy in those spaces yeah. I mean yeah I mean that's just my normal because that's what we had growing up mm. there was no decorations upstairs for that exact reason you need a space which isn't Christmased hmm um and I think if anything it was quite nice because we've now got decorations on the kind of the banister leading upstairs but it was me that put those up mm. um so it was quite nice to have uh some of that change and feel like actually some of the stuff that we put up we put up because I want to put it up it's not just yeah um like you want to put things up and I don't yeah it's that kind of process I think has been really interesting um and really good and hopefully um next year we can maybe do a little bit more but equally if we did what we've done this year um we will be doing more next year <laughs> <laughs> um I think it, it's keeping that like you say if there's spaces that aren't christmas um but there's spaces that you can go into and kind of just get away from it yeah. if you need to I think bedroom is an important one mm. just that's got to be an oasis yeah uh and i think the spending time with family and stuff like we talked about this last year because last year was the first year that you were sort of splitting your time mm. um and that being really difficult mm. And then we've kind of done that to a larger extent this year with not being able to see your family at all on Christmas Day. So it's almost kind of drawn that out even further. Yeah, although it was better not splitting it on Christmas Day itself. Okay. That was really difficult last year. Mm. I didn't like that at all. So although not seeing my family on Christmas Day, it wasn't great, actually. It was better knowing that I'd had... We were going to have most of Boxing Day with them. Mm. It's my parents, anyway. Yeah. Oh, okay. I think one thing I found, and I've, um, I mentioned this to Dad when I was on the phone to him the other day, mm. is I think for both of us it was really useful. But I particularly found very early on we'd made that decision that we were going to make more time just for us, mm. um, and that we weren't going to kind of rush out to see people. We had yeah. the morning to ourselves mm. and we made sure we came back early enough that we had the evening to ourselves mm. as well. Um, that was really nice. And I think if we had to go around to different people, like if we'd have had to go and see more of my family or your family as well, mm. um, that would have impacted on that a little bit. But I'd like to think we still would have made that time. Yeah. And in the future, equally, if we are splitting our time or doing different things... Yeah. I think that's really important for us that we have that time just to ourselves mm -hmm. um, before you kind of getting up and travelling around and seeing different people. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just so precious, isn't it? I think Christmas is this big event that you have to have certain things, mm. lots of tradition, lots of things that 
you know, Christmas hasn't had time to evolve much, you know, since the Victorians arguably invented the modern Christmas we have now. There's only been, what, 160 Christmases since, compared to how many days you have had since 1848, when the first mm-hmm. Christmas tree arrived, whatever it was. Um, there's not many Christmases compared to the amount of days. Mm. So certain things you have to do, yeah. and they must be done, like mince pies and turkey, and you think, oh, it's a lot of pressure for one day. Mm. I think that's why I like Christmas Eve and Boxing Day, because there's no rules, there's no, we have to do this and we have to do this and this at bits time, and then you sit down and you do this, and you just kind of do what you want to do to make it enjoyable for your Christmas. I like those days best. Mm, that's interesting have that separation between I guess that Christmassy feeling that you enjoy mm. but a bit of distance from expectations yeah, and definitely. tasks yeah. that's interesting mm. um, I think I suppose I kind of feel elements of that across the period but particularly on the day and I think maybe that is slightly different where um, I've had that experience for a, a large number of years where I've always had to split that time. There's always been, mm-hmm. uh, by 11 o'clock, we need to be here. By 3 o'clock, you're then going to go somewhere else. Mm. Um, and I think that's it's always felt like if you've kind of got things and stuff you need to do and places you need to be. And I think that was it's kind of something I've got used to and is part of why I'm not as keen on Christmas now but that was really interesting last year <clears throat> seeing how much that was a real kind of contradiction to what your expectations are and what you've had in the past of um, like just Christmas is a day you might have had certain things that you needed to do or places to go but mm. it was always you kind of all stayed together um, mm. and actually seeing someone experienced that for the first time kind of was a bit of a reminder of like yeah there is like a reason why you feel like this um and if you do have um as many people do split families actually christmas does become a bit more of a task um in the different things that you're expected to do yeah yeah i don't have a split family and i have a really small family so we were always together and you'd see most of the family maybe short of an uncle and aunt or you know you'd see everybody at once and we were all there together and um some of my happiest family memories are at christmas um but then you could also argue though that uh sort of because christmas has been such a massively good thing when it's not so good it's harder because it's almost like I've got more to lose Hmm. when things aren't quite right Um, yeah I think that I suppose that sort of ties into some of the stuff I've had with like going to the beach on Christmas day it's been like a really big thing I kind of am at the stage where you sort of enjoy it a bit more now Um, but that that first time of going was a bit of like oh it's somewhere I want to go something I was looking forward to but also that element of a an escapism 
and really also kind of led into some of those um, suicidal thoughts. And I think for me, it's been quite important to revisit that and rejudge it um, each year. Um, and while we were out very briefly this year, the we fact, were, we did go. <laughs> the fact we mm-hmm. went and we had that conversation, and it's trying to. Uh, the, uh, I can't quite think of how to describe. I suppose it's one of those things of, I guess, kind of similar to I have with alcohol of not thinking okay this is something I generally avoid it's generally not great for me but at the same time I don't want to completely cut it out of my life because partly I enjoy it but also I feel like that makes it an even bigger thing if you're going I'm never ever going to experience this again Um, so to me like I enjoy going to the beach I think it's a really nice thing to do it's a nice time to go as well and people are always really friendly on Christmas, so it's quite a nice time to be there and be reflective. So to say you're never going to do that again um, just kind of wouldn't fit with me. And people have their different traditions. And I think on the drive we heard about all the people that were going to go swimming on Christmas Day, <laughs> yeah. the naked swims and stuff. Yeah. And so people have different traditions. We were not going to that beach. <laughs> We didn't go to that beach. Um, so for me it's quite an important thing, but it was really nice that we were able to... We talked about it, I think... A day or a couple of days before yeah um and you you came with me this year and we went together it was yeah <laughs> we did go. You, tag you, along you drove i think <laughs> i think you took me um and it was nice to be able to kind of share that experience i think mm. um for me um i don't know what was what was kind of that because that again, that's a different type of morning for you as well, mm. um, and I don't know how that was similar or different to to stuff you've done in the past. Well, I'd always be at church, so although we got up at seven o'clock in the morning, <laughs> dear listeners, seven o'clock in the morning. <laughs> um, actually, we uh, this was the first year I didn't go to church on Christmas Day, which. I thought would be okay but actually because I didn't go on Christmas Eve either because my parents weren't here so we didn't go to our traditional service actually I really missed church this year and I do regret not going I wish I had gone um but then that would have been you know we would have been separated no mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> like an hour I guess an hour. but I thought no I won't go um so yeah every christmas morning is always since i can remember anyway is waking up do stocking presents nice and quickly have a quick breakfast because you need to be out the door my childhood was church up as nine as an adult i'm now at a church that starts up as 10 so it's a slightly longer lay in but not mm. not much so i'm used to getting up and out on christmas day anyway so that wasn't much different okay so it's just it, we're going somewhere different and doing a different thing, but the actual, the actual process of, was very oh, similar. I need to get up. I think I'd imagine lots of people would be like, "You can't get up on Christmas." Like the whole point is that you laze around and you, you know. But no, we always hmm. get up on Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I wish we'd, I'd have gone to church. So is that something for us to think about for next year and building 
again, like we have this year with the things that we were we were aware we wanted to spend time just this, mm. with ourselves, mm. and we built that in mm. of looking at how we can um, build in other things um, to to our day into the times of next year. Yeah. Any other Christmas thoughts? Uh, oh no, you put me on the spot and there's a <laughs> microphone in front of me. Um, no. Not at the moment. <laughs> um, so I thought, since, we, since we're recording um, on New Year's Eve, um, and we're, we're kind of, uh, it's the roughest of rough plans. Um, oh, we've got such big plans. <laughs> Huge plans for an exciting New Year's Eve. Stay in and have dinner. <laughs> what is... Maybe uh, stay awake. What's your experience of, of New Year's and, and what are you thinking about, I guess, today or tonight? I've never really cared about New Year's. It's just another day. We'd always go around friends. Um, the same four families would get together every year. And I do remember a few years... It would get to midnight and, um, you know, it'd be all very, very exciting. And I just remember saying to my dad, well, it, I just don't get it, it doesn't matter, does it? Just, and he was like, what? Because, <laughs> um, yeah, my mum my and dad do quite like a New Year's Eve party, so mm. we'd always have a party. But um, I just never really see the appeal of it, really. And... When I was single as an adult post university, before you, I found New Year's Eve particularly difficult because I think it is a. If Christmas is a family time, I think New Year's Eve is a romantic coupley time. Mm. That's certainly how I always felt anyway. So over a lot of years, I just went to bed. Mum and Dad would go to a party. Oh. <laughs> and I'm saying... <laughs> have to go and pick them up. We can... No, I didn't um, I think I've picked Mum up once. <laughs> <laughs> but without a significant other, it's actually really hard because lots of my friends who all coupled up were busy with their partners. Hmm. Um, so I was always a bit stuck. So it's not, not always been the happiest of evenings really mm, I, can see that. I suppose especially if you start off with that n- not necessarily seeing it or valuing it as something important no, it's not highly, not and then when you see what it means to other people and that kind of clashing with your experience at the time yeah um, I don't know I think um, I remember lots of different New Year's usually something going on or even if it's just staying at home, there'll be something different about that evening that I guess makes it stand out. And I, uh-huh. um, I think for me it's quite a. It almost forces being reflective on you. I think, oh. um, you can kind of opt out and not do it as much, but you can't help but have elements of looking back. Um, obviously, in the last couple of years, that's really been pushed through social media, but kind of prior to that there's a lot of like new year's um resolutions or like what have you achieved in the year have you ever kept a resolution yes no you haven't you thought you have 
Last so last year, one of my resolutions was to do the um, five hundred kilometers oh. this year, oh. um, which I've completed today. Um, so that <laughs> that one I definitely have. I feel like there might have been one or two others that were much more short term um, that I might have done. I think I probably avoided making specific targets or goals. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe like, oh, I would like to do this more or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one year might have been to go and do the ice hockey. And I, so oh, I, went, yeah. I went and watched that a couple of years ago. Um, but yeah, I think kind of being reflective is sort of put forward quite a lot. Um, and there are times when that is useful and helpful. Um, but then I think potentially for a lot of people that experience mental health struggles that can be really difficult because we're naturally drawn to focus on the negative stuff mm. um so i think it, it is a little bit of a a difficult time um to kind of judge and like you say actually it is just another day yeah um the fact that you're going to start if you've got a physical planner you'll start a new physical planner tomorrow but most mm. of us will use electronic ones and actually it makes no difference yeah um so I suppose it's one of those, it, it matters if you want it to matter. Um, mm. And if you don't, you just kind of do your best to navigate through. Yeah. Um, oh, I tell you what I did one year. One year on New Year's Day, I started a good things jar. Oh, okay. And throughout the year, anything good that happened. This was close to a year after my breakdown or two years, I can't remember. But when I was still in the stickiness of climbing out of a mental health, of a mental breakdown, I was on the hard road of recovery. Mm. And so during the year, I'd write on a little nice pieces of paper, anything noteworthily good, and I'd put it in the jar. And then the following New Year's Eve, I'd get all the things out of the jar. Oh. And then I'd read all the good things that had happened that year, most of which I'd forgotten. Because as you say, we we look towards mm. the negatives. Uh, human beings do that. That's just part of who we are as makes us human. But I think, yeah, those of us with a propensity to mental health illnesses or to depressive thoughts or mood patterns, those things get amplified. Mm. And that was just a nice way of that not happening it's quite good yeah I suppose like you say especially for those maybe smaller things that you forget or don't mm. stand out months later yeah to reflect back on actually no that was really good that meant something and yeah. um I suppose with that in mind as we kind of start to wrap up oh yeah I can, I can hear the disappointment in this <laughs> oh, oh man no. she's oh we won't hear Laura for ages now um what has kind of made um there's been a lot of like decade stuff which is such a huge portion of time mm. not necessarily going to look at that <laughs> but what's what's been kind of a standout thing for you this year uh we bought a house yes i apologize for the rather long pause there. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm not dying inside. 
that was probably the standout good thing. Um, my grandpa's funeral in January. Mm. That's a particularly... Uh, that's a big momentous occasion. Mm. Um, yeah, probably those two things. Mm. I think... Um, both are a huge impacts on your life and huge kind of moments that will resonate with you after this year as well. But I mean, yeah, buying the so, house. Yeah. Yes, it will resonate with me yeah. after this year. Yeah. <laughs> as you see, the money keep drawing out of the account. No, oh, it resonates with me so much. Um, but I think up until I guess up until recently as well, we've had issues with. Um, like furniture. Oh, different... furniture. <laughs> oh, dear listeners, you're so glad that this isn't you didn't get me started on this at the beginning of the podcast because I had a furniture. Um, I, three months of stress. I think we are kind of <laughs> just now, um, from not even the beginning of December, like the middle, I guess. Yeah. Um, at a stage where we now have the stuff that we needed and wanted in the house and while there's always going to be some element of sorting out we can actually live in the space now properly um which i think is is going to continue to be but it's just been like the last couple of weeks we kind of finally feel like yeah um we've now got the space we haven't got a wardrobe at the bottom of the stairs Mm. waiting to just be picked up or go somewhere yeah um and it just I feel like it's made quite a big difference to our living space and how we feel in ourselves as well yeah what's your most standout thing I wasn't uh, going to let you get away <laughs> you were about to wrap up and finish and say goodbye but, no 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 um, I think for me uh, yes the buying the house is up there it's but up I, there but I think it's probably more so been kind of that us getting used to living with each other is like a really big thing because that's Mm. what I felt I we were missing out on before we lived together was that kind of some of that casual downtime um like it was always always starting to relax oh but I need to go or you need to go or we're getting tired so one of us needs to decide if we're staying or going or um so I think Yes, kind of buying the house, but also just having those first kind of experiences of living together, of being able to just sit on the sofa together or have dinner and not have to think one of us has got to leave. Yeah. Um, that's been a really huge thing, uh, I think. Um, I think, uh, I don't know, like draw that, just getting to know each other a bit more. I think has been a really big thing this year Mm. Um, and I think while we will continue to learn about each other I feel like we've learned a lot this year oh yeah um, and maybe more than we will in the future because it's been that initial period of Uh, I don't think more it's just more it's been sort of um, um, what's the word like intensified Mm, yeah but no we'll learn things the rest of our lives we'll be learning mm. things about each other of course we will um, I think the running challenge as well just because it was over the whole year mm. um, was a really big thing 
Um, and I have uh, begrudgingly enjoyed most of it. Um, I think I'd definitely look at maybe shorter challenges in the future, like doing something for a month. Um, like, say a couple of weeks ago when I did up all of the tallies and I was like, oh yeah, so January, February, March and April went really well. Um, so I think, yeah, having a short period, maybe like a month, um, would be something that would be really interesting. Um, and I also think it'd be nice to do a couple of things together that we've maybe not done in the past. We've spoken about possibly having like a holiday, um, even like little things like, um, doing like a short fun run or something together, little things that we could uh, do. <laughs> <not now. laughs> yeah. Do I think how short are we talking? <laughs> doing those little things together, I think, <laughs> um, will be nice things to kind of look forward to in the future. Mm. Um, yeah, I feel like there must probably be other stuff, but those are the things that kind of pop out um, initially. For I suppose the other thing will be. <laughs> think, of course, there's one yeah, more. Yeah, of course, there's one more. Um, <laughs> <laughs> eyes are rolling. <laughs> Um, you know that you asked me what's your one thing. Oh, did I? Okay, okay, yeah. okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, as host. Um, <laughs> oh, all right, okay. putting rank. Um, I think probably um, Dad moving to Spain was a really big thing. Mm. Um, and I think for, for the aspects of this conversation, a really good thing um, to see them kind of go away and, and do something they wanted to do. Um, and that they'd thought about and I think that's really positive to see in kind of friends and family members when they're really passionate and really want to do something to actually see them achieve that um, and kind of step out and be prepared to take a risk and go and try things I think is really good so yeah. that's probably up there as well but um, with that I think we'll uh, ah, you'll be listening to this in the future it's 2020 oh oh what's the world like oh Oh, is Brexit done yet? No. Oh. no. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you later. <laughs> oh, I very much enjoyed the, oh, one more the, thing. The, the, the cat game that you got me for Christmas. Oh, you're a cat for Christmas. Yeah, the cat card game. Yeah. Luke Skywalker. <laughs> we'll stop recording, dear listeners, yeah. but you know that there'll be more things yeah. that was coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll do for now, though. <laughs> <laughs> Will it, though? <laughs> These are not real people. They do have struggles. And it starts to get on my nerves. I just shut down. So many people suffer from mental illness. To get the word out that men have got to start talking. So I told her everything and her face dropped. A lot of people don't understand the depth of the situation, so they can't appreciate Yeah, It's difficult dealing with our minds. And the suicidal thoughts were back. People knew that there was something not right, but they just never really said anything or probably felt like it wasn't their place to say anything. You're not depressed, it's, it's all in your head. That's probably the statement I've had people say the most. I mean, this, this, this shit is real and it's hard, it's exhausting. And I think people realise how helpful that one conversation can be just to figure out why you are feeling the way you are. Not only did this help me to write it, mm. it potentially might have helped some other people as well. So it sort of started from there. So many people think they're alone and then you hear other people talk about it, 
and they think, oh, that's, you know, that's so brave or I could relate to that. Um, and then they want to talk about it. 